Bastamai, good afternoon, and welcome to Perspective. I'm William King, sitting in for Dolan Mercer this week. Today on the programme, I'm joined by five people who make podcasts on the Isle of Man. If you want to get in touch with me or the programme, tweet at William King IOM or use the hashtag MRPerspective. Starting on my left then with Neil and Neil, could you start by telling me a little bit about your podcast and then we'll go round the desk. So yeah, Neil and Neil. Yeah, sure. So it's called the Manx Theatre Podcast. Um, so we started it in April, I think it was, around April. Yeah. Um, so it's basically to chat to artists and creatives of the Manx Theatre community. So we've spoke to lots of people in the upcoming shows at the Gaiety, Peel Centenary Centre, and they're an art centre. And it's just to give kind of a, a background of all shows coming up, really. How did the idea come about? Uh, well, I love podcasts for a start, so... I listen to a lot of theatre ones, being like me and Neil are in, in theatre as well over here. Um, so I listened to a few that I um, that I liked. I've got a friend called Alex Mazotta who does the producing for the uh, show as well. Mm-hmm. So one drunken night we decided, uh, we can do this. We know a lot of people in the Manx Theatre. So um, it was just me and Alex to start with. So yeah, we had the idea to start it. And uh, Mr Callan was one of my first guests on there as well. Um, so yeah, that's how it came about. We did it independently first through Audio Boom. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was our few first episodes. And since then, you've sort of come under the umbrella of, of Manx Radio. Is that right? That's right. Yeah. Yeah. And and as part of that, we we get to use the studios here as well, which is which is great because it's helped to improve the, the sound that that we put together yeah. as well. We we started initially in little little handheld digital recorders, which are great, yeah. and I think we still will use them occasionally when we go out and about to see people in rehearsals. Definitely. But the, nothing beats that kind of that that studio sound. Yeah. Gives a bit of a professional edge to it. Wonderful. Okay. Next in line, we have Jess Ward. Hello. Uh, hi, Jess. So uh, I'm one of the members of Isle of Man Newspapers podcast. We roughly started about this time last year, um, and, but we officially launched in January. And essentially, it's a entertaining, informative way of sharing what's happened in our newspapers, a kind of weekly summary of, of what we've covered. Am I right? Is it is it called Almost Live from Nigel? Yes, that's right. So, uh, so originally we started in one in our newsroom called Nigel, uh, sarcastically named by our editor Richard Butt. Um, right. <laughs> essentially, he was asked to to give every room a name, and so he decided Nigel. So we started in there, but the sound quality wasn't quite right. So we're actually now recording in our stationary cupboard. <laughs> so very very professional. Right. Great, thank you very much. And next along, Jed, tell me about your involvement in podcasts. Well, I've had an interest in uh, digital media for some time and media in general on the Isle of Man. Uh, going back to my police career um, 10 years ago, I uh, had a, a session with the uh, rival radio station and we had Skeet from the Beat and uh, that went down very well. Um, that was a twice uh, weekly police update show. And then since then, um, by the nature of my uh, job and what have you, I get to meet a lot of people who visit the Isle of Man and a lot of these people are involved in music and media and film and technology. And over the years, you know, I've got involved in amateur um, sort of uh, movie making. You know, I'm a big fan of Final Cut Pro on the Mac and picking up bits of equipment here and there. I work with Russian players. I do productions with them and we use um, media like that to, you know, publicise what we do. Wonderful, thanks very much. And finally, a voice our listeners will recognise, dashed up from the new studio just now, <laughs> we've got Sean Cowper. Uh, good afternoon, Sean. Good afternoon. So what's the podcast that you're up here to tell us about? Uh, well, I am, when I'm not doing the news, I am one-fifth of Three Legs, Four Wheels, which is a Formula One pod- podcast. Um, it started just over five years ago, actually. We've just had our fifth anniversary And essentially it started as an argument on Facebook about Formula E and how rubbish it was. Um, (laughs) And just the response between the the five of us that are now involved in it, we just thought, oh, this is quite entertaining. Other people will probably want to listen to this, which probably was a mistake, but (laughs) for some reason they do. And we've just kind of grown from there, really. And we've we've been really lucky. We have a lot of British audience, a lot of US audience, and it's grown all over the place, really, and it's kind of scary. I was going to say, <laughs> it's quite a, it's quite a good story, really, the um, the Three Legs, Four Wheels podcast, because 
it's an example of something that seems to have come from quite um i don't know what the word is quite a raw origins you know an argument on facebook as you said yeah. and then has gone on to become well worldwide but yeah but... i mean we've we've never pretended at all we have any authority or mm. <laughs> officialness we're completely just five fans talking absolute rubbish half the time and for some reason, two of the teams have let us go to their factory and meet some of their drivers, which was really bizarre. <laughs> so I think that's going to be quite a theme probably this afternoon. Podcasting seems to come from people just talking about stuff they're interested in. Neil and Neil from the Manx Theatre podcast. Do, do you find it easy to make a podcast? Yeah, I think it is because you're right. You, you just only talk about something you're really interested in. Otherwise, you wouldn't do it really. So yeah, it's it's something that you, we uh, we know we kind of talk about what we what we love, and you have to make it interesting for yourself, really, don't you? Yeah, I mean, I've I've been doing <clears throat> sorry, I've been doing musical theatre on the island for for over twenty years now, so I know a lot about a lot of shows, and and I've met a lot of people over over the years. So we've got lots of contacts and lots of people that we can talk to, and as the new shows come up, we're going. This is a great show that we can talk about, and we can get such and such a person in to talk to them about that. And we also don't just necessarily concentrate on the show itself and, and the people involved, but we look at the directors and and the choreographers, and more more about the, the people and, and their own sort of history about growing up and how they got involved in theatre as well. And it's it's always nice because no one else, no one ever really has the same story about how they got to be jumping around on stage at the Gaiety on a on a weeknight. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And do you think it works both ways though? It's quite easy to come up with content to put in because it's something you're interested in but then do you sometimes feel maybe you're overloaded i don't know maybe you've got too many ideas yeah i think so um early on there was a lot of people asking us to interview them even though they didn't really listen to it so i don't know why they asked but um yeah there's always a show here there's always a couple of shows on the go so we decided quite early on that we weren't going to just be an advert for the shows we wanted to make it more interesting than that but yeah, there's always always content. Really, there's so many actors that we haven't spoke to yet. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the, the, the conscious thing about sort of staying away from it being consciously adverts for for the shows was that we found ourselves being being quite time bound. We, we, we were kind of forced then to getting getting the podcast recorded and, and produced and, and then out because it had to be out by a certain date in order to get out before they did their, their show. Yeah. But um, we kind of have sort of a few things sort of already sort of layered up. We've got the next sort of two or three episodes in 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 the can already, so ready to to go over the next sort of sort of couple of weeks. So, we'd, yeah, we're just sort of dropping things out when we when we want to do it, really. Yeah. So we're not not being overly forced into fitting any kind of timescale. I've taken a little clip. I hope you don't mind. Yeah. Come on to the theatre. And welcome to a special episode of the Manx Theatre Podcast with me, Neil Callan. And me, Neil King. And this episode is all about the Adams Family Musical. Thank you to everyone who's listened to our previous episodes. If you're new to the podcast, welcome along and thanks for joining us. So coming up in this week's podcast, in Act 1, I speak to Kate Stobart and David Dawson, who are playing Morticia and Gomez in the Adams Family Musical. In Act 2, then, Neil then also speaks to Shay Marsden, who's playing Wednesday. And then in Act 3... We have a big getting to know you section, so we talk again to Shay, Kate and David and we ask them some questions about the roles they've played in the past and what they'd like to play in the future. Great. So you've had a busy couple of weeks then while I I've have. been off sunning myself you in, in France. <laughs> so you mentioned before we heard that little clip there about how you didn't like trying to make the show, the, the podcast, an advert for the shows because mm -hmm. that you felt quite time restricting. Yeah. Do you try to produce anything regularly do you try and do one a week or anything ideally we would but um it doesn't really work like that um so we go through periods where i do quite a few interviews and then um neil callan does a few as well so we, we tend to do the 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 interviews individually but then we sort of do all the, the meshing together between us other representatives of podcasts do you try to do them uh on on regularity um jess from the newspapers yes we do so we tend to do it every Thursday or Friday a week so that way we get to reflect on what's been covered um, and to give our audience a regular update too because we're wanting to kind of well, establish a, a bond with them and, and try and give them um, that information as soon as possible really. Okay, how, how do you decide what you're going to include? Is it the stories that have done the best on your website? Is it just the ones you think are going to be best talking points? 
So my colleague Sam and I were both reporters mm -hmm. and we select a news topic each that stands out to us, whether it's one of our own stories that we've written or um, another colleague's. And um, usually it's something quite quirky, something to make people laugh or something that um, kind of has an, an emotional kind of attachment to it. Uh, and uh, yeah, and then sometimes we'll decide if other things need to be briefly mentioned, like maybe events are coming up that people might be interested in. Uh, so we do that. We also have um, Manx Word of the Week and uh, our Week in History. Those are mm -hmm. regular kind of features. But I, usually it's just a, a selection of, of news stories. It, it's not just journalists, is it? Journalists or reporters, is it, that do no, the programme, right. is it? So uh, Sam and myself were the news hounds. It's anchored by Andy Delrymple. He, um, he's on Sports Desk. Mm -hmm. And he actually, he's the one who inspired us to make a podcast that covers the more general news because he has his own one, which is called The Manx uh, Footy Podcast, yeah. uh, which they've been um, running for three years with uh, Dave Norton. And so uh, and we've also got Katie Kitchener, who's in charge of distribution. So she tells you about our supplements, such as Destination Isle of Man. So let's hear a little bit of the Isle of Man newspapers podcast, almost live from Nigel. Almost live from Nigel, it's time for this week's Isle of Man newspapers podcast. Hello, I'm Andy Arimple and welcome to this week's Isle of Man newspapers podcast, almost live from Nigel. This week, floods, world record attempts, safety poor 13 year olds being I don't want to hurt any distributors I want us to be able to do an event and have like no distributors were harmed in the making of this apart from Sam except for Sam I'm who still won't take on a permanent round I'm expendable are all the courier rounds on Strava <laughs> should, they should be because then you could have like PBs and like King yeah. of the Hill and all that sort of stuff can you oh yeah you can make that so competitive I think we've got something for you to do next week Something that was just raised there as we were playing the clip, um, which I'd like to come on to. Yours, would you say that making the podcast, is, is, is that a part of your job? It's kind of an added to it. So uh, we, we thought, actually, we can we could do something further with Isle of Man newspapers. And it's kind of started off as an experiment. Yeah, it's just I have to do my job, which is writing for the newspapers, filling the, the Examiner, the Manx, Independent and the Courier. But... We, we've decided on our own initiative um, as a group we'd like to do something further because, I mean, some people, they don't necessarily want to read the news, so they might want to listen to it instead. And have you found that the audience on the podcast is different to the audience that read the either the ones you have to buy or the, the courier? Um, so far, from our kind of um, analysis from Audio Boom, which we use, it, it does tend to be younger audiences, Mm -hmm. But also, it's the reach is very different. So obviously, newspapers you can only really read them here unless it's online. Uh, but we'll have like people listening in from Australia and and South America. But yeah, so it definitely a younger kind of uh, listener base. And are those international listeners are they are they interested in what's going on on the Isle of Man? Uh, a lot of them, yes. Some of them have um, like members of the family who live here or friends who live here. I think that's how they, they tend to uh, find out about it. Right, Jed, let, let's come to you next. Um, to remind, remind me again about your, um, your experience of podcasting. Well, I'm lucky. Uh, I get to meet a lot of people who visit the Isle of Man through the nature of my business. I do uh, things like cruise ship tours, mm -hmm. uh, just general tours and the golf holidays and what have you. And with driving a few vehicles, I get to have these people um, held prisoner, if you like. <laughs> and sometimes you drive into the airport and you're thinking, this person's so interesting, you know, shall I ask them, shall I ask them? And you'll do a podcast just on the departures there because you, you've just got to ask the question. Sometimes you don't dare and I've had some absolute belting passengers <laughs> over the years and it, the, the chance has gone and I, I regret that really. Well, let's have a li listen to what, an example of one of them. Hello, we're at the Isle of Man airport. It's the end of a break on the Isle of Man for... Your name for the recorder. Oh, Stephanie. And you're from? Uh, Wyoming, uh, USA. And tell us about your stay on the Isle of Man. Well, I came here to do a little genealogy and uh, got a hold of Jed here. And by the way, he's fantastic. He's 
the best uh, driver and tour guide that uh, my group has come into. Let's hear it for Jed! Yay! <laughs> Shall I pay the money now? <laughs> Uh, that just made me chuckle, that's, that's why I chose that. I hope you don't mind, Jed. Um, so it literally does sound as though you just arrive at the airport and shove a microphone in these people's face. Is, well, that, is that what you do? I, I will have been looking after them for a few days or might have done a day tour, and it's so easy on the Isle of Man. You've got a captive audience, and they're here to have a great time. And if you can make it fun for them. So I remember that particular group uh-huh. who went to Magnetic Hill. And if you haven't been, folks, you've got to give it a try. It's my favourite place to stop. And, and take a group but there's lots of stories out there so and it's great just to get some feedback about the Isle of Man what people think about it you know we have an idea of it but actually anyone that I look after you know they, they go away with like glowing uh, memories about what they've experienced. Right let's come over to Sean. Sean tell us about Three Legs Four Wheels a bit more please. Well we like Jess we record once a week Um, We typically record on Mondays because that's usually after race day and then we publish on Tuesday. Um, So there's the five of us. Usually there's only ever four of us at one recording and we kind of rotate based on who's available Mm -hmm. because life. Um, And yeah, we typically we review the race or this week we also previewed a race because there's a week later, a week, a race later on. And yeah, we just talk about any news. Sometimes we'll have a guest on or anything else that comes to us, really. We do a quiz. So, so you talk Anything. about life sometimes gets in the way. Yeah. This, this is an example of a podcast which you guys do for a hobby, which I'm sure yes. is like some of the other representatives mm-hmm. we've got here. Do you find it hard to balance making a podcast with coming to work, etc.? I'm very lucky that because I'm mainly doing early shift, recording in the evening actually isn't a problem because I'm always free. I have sometimes had to say no when I've been on a late shift or one of the other guys will have been stuck at work and it's like, oh no, what are we going to do? Um, usually we manage to figure it out somehow. Wonderful. Um, something I wanted to ask you, I was looking at the website of yours. Do, do you make money from doing your podcast? A bit. We don't really turn a big profit. All the money we make pretty much goes back into yeah. microphones, server space, web hosting, T-shirts. But a couple of years ago, we did. We were very lucky to be invited to McLaren and to Mercedes. Um, actually, twice by Mercedes, because they seem to like us for some reason. <laughs> Um, And yeah, our Patreon supporters are super generous and very loyal and that actually funded that. So we were able to go and speak to a couple of drivers and give those to our our most loyal supporters. Thanks very much. Let's hear a quick clip. Welcome to this week's Three Legs, Four Wheels F1 podcast. It's Paul here with... Dan. Sean. And our special guest... Susie! Hey! Welcome, <laughs> al- welcome along, Susie. Thank, thank you for joining us and uh, making us a team of four this week. While uh, Lee and Chris are otherwise occupied and we're recording two days later than normal, we are very sorry. But life happens. Yeah, like life got in the way. But uh, Susie, you are joining us from, well, I can't, can't really say sunny Scotland because it's like half, pa- half past nine and it's pitch black outside. <laughs> yep, absolutely. It was a little bit sunny today though, so um, we'll, let, we'll use that little snippet of sunshine. Three legs, four wheels there. I've recorded an interview with somebody from Radio Centre. Radio Centre is the industry body for commercial radio. I asked their head of marketing, George Butler, why they think podcasting has taken off. We love podcasts here at Radio Centre, and there's, there's no doubt that they are fantastic things. I think one of the reasons why they've taken off is because they can be really niche. You know, you can have, well, there are thousands of, if not millions, of tiny podcasts about really small interests. So if you love a certain TV show, well, there's a podcast for you. If you love a certain sport or a certain sports team is a podcast for your sports team that said you know it's also worth noting that while podcasts are most certainly growing they're still relatively small in the grand scheme of things uh 17 is the weekly reach figure for podcasts so that's not bad but you compare it to radio which is 90 percent. so is that figure 90 percent of the population re- is reached by it is that what that means so it means 90 percent of the population listen to radio 
And 17% to a podcast. 17% of the population listen to podcasts every single week. So there is a huge, huge gap, um, you know, between the amount of people listening to podcasts and the amount of people listening to radio every single week. You mentioned the figures there. Do you think that traditional radio stations feel threatened by the podcasting trend? No, threatened is not the right word. Um, I think they're embracing it. I think you're finding... Huge, all, you know, the huge players in in the in the radio game embracing podcasts. So be that the BBC with BBC Sounds and the number of podcasts that they're creating. Be that Global or Bauer who are, who are making a fresh original uh, podcast as well as kind of best bit podcasts. So I think it's a massive opportunity for radio stations because it's another platform to be creating programming on. So um, it's certainly not a threat because uh, there is a lot of buzz in the audio industry right now there is uh, a bit of an audio revolution going on and that's good for radio because um it means people are, are thinking about radio they're sorry, they're thinking about audio they're listening to more audio be that um in advertising agencies or or companies it means it's on their mind it means they want to be involved in it more um and that's a good thing for, for the radio industry as well as the audio industry so it's not that podcasts are a threat in fact it's the actual opposite now Neil, I know you said earlier on that you enjoy listening to podcasts. Mm-hmm. Um, is, is that something that other people here en- enjoy doing? Do people listen to podcasts? Lots of nodding. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. So, um, good for radio. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, well, we'll get to video a bit later on where, of course, <laughs> nodding is uh, acceptable. No. Um, what is it about um, listening to a podcast that you would say you enjoy? Uh, Jess? So for me, it's uh, I can very much listen to it on the go. So maybe in the car while I'm doing vacuuming, maybe. Um, and I also really like connecting to different uh, topics. Like for instance, I, well, I'm a Kiwi, so I listen to a lot of podcasts that are of people back home for me. So at the moment, I'm listening to a really good one called "The Long Way Home" by uh, Bruce Hopkins, and it's his trek, three thousand mile trek from the top to the south. And uh, he just um, kind of gives a an overview of what's happening along his trip there. And it's just nice to be able to dip in and see what's happening back there. I listen to the, the Empire podcast a lot. I'm, I'm a big bit of a, a film buff, so I like to listen, listen to those ones. And they tend to go through a lot of sort of... Um, a bit of a geek with it as well so they tend to go into the sort of the minute sort of they're they pulling uh, trailers apart and looking for clues and bits and pieces in there so there's there's lots of those that I like as, as well and, and I think that's the whole point about podcasts isn't it they can be so niche mm. and um, because you haven't got the limit that you might have on a radio station as George was saying there you can go into so much more detail is that something you have found with doing your podcasts um, Neil Neil yeah, we we have, yeah. And if you just look at our episodes, they go from 20 minutes to over an hour, depending on what kind of thing you're talking about, who you're talking to. You don't have that kind of restraint of time. You do, you know, you should have, because people will switch off if it's a four-hour thing about singing yeah. in the rain. But um, there is that flexibility, isn't there, if you're making a... Yeah, we don't have a, a radio programme schedule for us to, to be able to, to force yeah. ourselves into it. I mean, the one that we did for, for Singing in the Rain, which is the one that we did, was, was just over an hour. Um, the two main interviews on that were the, with the three leads. So there was Danny Becker, Laura Piggott, and... Oh, he's going to kill me now because I forget his name. Oh, is this the guy that played Cosmo? Josh, yeah. yes. Josh, yeah, he, was, he, was, he was fantastic. You know, and, But with the three of them talking about their, their training and what they've done... I mean, Laura's from the Isle of Man as well, so that was nice to have her in amongst those leads. And then our second interview was the... So far, it's the only one that we've done together, isn't mm. it? But that was with Chris Cummings, who was the director, and, and Matt James, who's the, the, the producer and, and owner of, of Taylorian Productions, and... Yeah, you know, we we got to a twenty twenty five minute interview with them. I think there's, there's nothing really we could trim off that. It was yeah, just yeah. It was just gold from start to finish. Something I wanted to bring up with you guys is listenership an important factor when you're making your podcasts, uh, Jed? Well, not so much for the Podbean. Uh, that's just really a bit of an interest and a hobby. But the the YouTube stuff that I do, um, I, you, everyone likes to see a few thousand getting racked yeah. up. You know, there's a bit of satisfaction with that. But it depends how much effort you put into it, really. Uh, a lot of stuff I do is spontaneous, so hopefully uh, today's uh, show will attract some more subscribers. Yeah. <laughs> so do you? Do, you don't seem to. You, it's not one of your worries when you're making something. You're not doing it for the listener. No. I, what I do is so like ad hoc and spontaneous, really. Um, my tourism interviews, but what I like to focus on is the Rowney TV, which is mm. the, I'm working on stuff on that sort of stuff at the moment, you know, and that. Dedicate, means a lot more time putting your graphics and all that together. 
So what do you do with the Rowney um, TV stuff? Is that oh, Rowney TV. Oh, it's a green screen. It's mics. It's um, graphics package. It's Final Cut Pro, you know, and then it's on YouTube and on Facebook as well. And it's great for the golf club and building up a bit of camaraderie and fun. And so what, what sort of views is that getting? Did you, is it in oh, the thousands? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Gosh, when, when, you, when you rack them all up. Um, and it's great for, for the club and promoting golf and perhaps putting a bit of fun back into what is thought to be a bit of a stuffy old game. <laughs> <laughs> Anyone else? Uh, Jess, what do the, what's the driving force of the Isle of Man newspapers podcast? I'd say readership is important, but it's just making sure that we are kind of, you know, being able to talk about our, our news pieces and be able to inject some... Um, opinion or basically giving it a new slant to it um, and I'd say just making sure we're, we're reaching that another target audience really people who might not necessarily have the time to sit down with a newspaper and, and read word for word everything but actually just want to listen to it but um, so, so it's not just an advert for the examiner or the independent no it's, it's more we, we want to actually have a discussion with it and engage with people and it's to do with uh, personally I feel like it's to do with community and and being able to bond with with our readers rather than oh yeah we just want to get sales up or you know it's something, something different something more friendly do you feel that from doing the podcast you've built up a better relationship with the uh, the readers I think so for, for instance uh, we have this thing that we kind of started up uh, organically which was uh, we send postcards wherever we go in the world. So um, I've seen this. As, yeah. yeah, as members we do it, but now our uh, listeners they're starting to do it. So we've had uh, quite a few people sending in their uh, pod, uh, postcards, and we're reading it out. So it's yeah, it's quite a nice relationship in that way. And see engagement. Um, Sean, you were saying you have quite a good relationship with your listeners. How how does that work? Is it is it social media? It's mainly social media, yeah. We have we have a Facebook and we have Twitter and we have Instagram and they, um, we have an email address as well. And yeah, they just get in touch, let us know what they think. And because yeah, this is the thing, is that when really. <laughs> if if when you listen to Manx Radio, um, quite a lot of the time you might hear people saying the phone number or the email address or tweet us. Um, but you can't really do that on a podcast because it's all pre-recorded. But the engagement's still there. Would yeah, you say? I mean, we we all give out our own Twitter as well, so anyone can um, can get in touch afterwards. And occasionally, it's quite funny. The day that we publish, you'll then get people hours afterwards listening, and they'll be tweeting you as they're listening to yeah. it. And you'll have to suddenly think, oh no, what did I, what did I say? What what has got that response? <laughs> Thanks, Sean. Thanks, everybody. Don't forget, you can get in touch with the program by tweeting me at William King IOM and using the hashtag MR Perspective. After the break, we'll be speaking to representatives of Manx Radio. Fast am I, and welcome back to Perspective on Manx Radio. Before we go back to our studio guests, let's hear from Alex Brindley, Controller of Programming and Content, and Chris Sully, the Managing Director at Manx Radio. I asked them why they thought podcasting had grown as a trend. There's several reasons. I think, one, the content has got better. The content makers have realised that actually there's a really good way of getting this stuff out there and that there's an audience for it. And the other thing, I think, if you look statistically, if you look across the grass, people are, are wanting to do things that don't involve taking as much of their time. People are uh, we're resource-rich but time-short these days. And I think people... The advantage of podcasts is you can do other stuff whilst you're listening, and I think people have got wise to that. So the idea of having to watch a video on your phone, having to watch a video on your device, people are just going, yeah, that's great, but I don't always have time for that, so give me something else. And podcasts, I think, have filled that gap. It does seem to be a sort of a psychological... Um, drive to podcasting. I personally have only just got into podcasting, you know, despite having been producing them for quite a long time. I've actually only just started really enjoying them myself. And it, it's almost like looking at a photo album of a holiday as opposed to being on holiday. Um, because when you're on holiday, it's very difficult to take everything in and see everything that's happening. And then when you look back on the photo album, you look at the photos and go, oh, yeah, that, that was when we did that. And you can see other things in the picture you didn't notice at the time. When you are listening to a podcast on demand at your own time, when you have some leisurely, you know, um, headspace, you know, as Chris says that, you know, we lead all these busy lives, but at the point where we want to actually sit and listen to it, um, we take more in. Is radio threatened by podcasts? 
I, I would say no. I think it's very complementary. I think the two things work. <clears throat> if you choose to make it a, a sort of conflict thing, yes, it could be. One of the ways we use it here at Manx Radio is is to, uh, if, if for example the chief minister comes on and you you get the, the 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 basic story from what you hear him saying if you want to hear the full in depth maybe 10 12 minutes it might be that we've we've chatted to him we can podcast that i mean i'd go further to say that um when you say you know is radio threatened by it you know broadcasting in my view is broadcasting across a platform everyone seems to think that broadcasting is just you know traditional linear broadcasting um, via uh, radio waves um, or it's not it's broadcasting of content via any sort of platform so we we broadcast on fm we broadcast on am we broadcast our content online we broadcast via facebook and social media we broadcast our content via podcasting it is basically you know delivering that content on a different platform would you say though that there's a difference between in terms of content, there's a difference between radio that's made to, to go out live compared to a piece of radio which is designed to be a podcast, which is a, a pre-recorded piece of audio. Yes, very much so. But that's not a negative thing, because quite frankly, there's, um, a lot, there's a difference between the way we produce and plan out a breakfast show compared to how we do a tea time show. Um, it is knowing your audience and tailoring the content to suit. I so, think just sort of to add to that, <clears throat> I would say that um, off the back of that, there are some rough and ready podcasts which are really popular, and there are some really highly produced. They could be, you know, BBC Radio Four documentary style ones. So I think there's a market for everything. In the same way that online video content went down the same route, that the most successful online video content tends to be the rough and ready stuff, the stuff that people can engage with because it looks as if it was shot by your mate on his phone. Chris mentioned it there. We're going to have a little chat about video now. By its very nature, I would have thought beforehand, a podcast is a piece of audio, but but then I started to think about it a bit more, and I realised that some of the content people such as Paul Moulton put together is quite podcast-like. Have any of you guys experienced any video with your podcasts? Any? Well, Jed, Jed <laughs> Yeah, I do, but I, uh, I must say that a lot of the material I listen to online now, the political stuff, uh, mm-hmm. is actually on YouTube but same thing I'll, I'll have a, a pair of headphones on or I could put it on in the car um, and the political stuff they say from the USA which is always interesting or some uh, obscure um, reporting that you might get that's away from uh, mainstream media mm-hmm. so there's a lot out there. Jed when you're making your podcast why do you choose to when you're making the Rowney videos, for example, why do you choose to do them as a as a video? Is that oh, because uh, much more fun. You can put graphics on. You have a green screen. Uh, it's a bit of a hobby that, that I've had, and you know you can take a camera out on the course, or you can get the players involved in like that. So it's actually been a bit of a hobby. Yeah. Okay. Because I'd like to see it broaden into something a bit bigger. I do think the Isle of Man has got scope for like an Isle of Man tourism TV, or uh, you know a sports TV or a theatre TV. I think that's the way it's got to go, and really, you know, those days aren't too far away. Do you think, because we have seen quite an audio comeback with, with the likes of BBC Sounds and podcasting taking off, do, do you think that we need video content more? You do for certain elements, but I've got to say one thing, as I get older, I'm less tolerant of music on the radio. And what I can do now is that I can select what I want to listen to in, in the morning, say. So an update on the news or, say, for instance, the other day I listened to Aaron's uh, documentary. Pride on, and Pardoning. Uh, which is amazing. Absolutely amazing. And I listened to that 25 minutes, bumped into Douglas. And, uh, you know, you, you've, you're fully briefed, as it were. Wonderful. And, um, Sean, you said your podcast has just started experimenting with video. Very, very much in the experimental stage, yeah. We're two weeks in. Um I still don't quite know who is watching it, but it seems to have been quite well received by a lot of the regulars. Um, do, do you think it's? Do you think the idea of a video will will that um, increase your audience in the long run? Is that the idea? I don't know to be honest. We we were fearing that if we put it on YouTube, then our download figures would go down because mm-hmm. it's on a different platform and that would dilute it. But actually, we haven't seen that yet. But we are still very much. How, in the how early, early stage. are we talking? Oh, we, this was week two this week. Okay, yeah. <laughs> um, we, d- we did try it a couple of years ago, actually, but we found, A, the technology wasn't quite as good then mm. as to what we could afford, um, but also it did slightly dilute it because we were, had, like, a YouTube chat going, and so we're talking to people who are live, and then people who were downloading were not quite so in the loop, so we've kind of streamlined that, but 
it gives the listeners they kind of talk amongst themselves mm. on YouTube and they have that little kind of listen along party. Actually, this week we had um, a guy who works in F1 as like a statistician. Mm. He was waiting for his flight from the Mexican Grand Prix to the US mm. for the US Grand Prix, and he was chatting along <laughs> in oh. our YouTube chat. And it was very bizarre. And as we were saying before, <laughs> as I was saying before, um, that's something that you can't really do on something that's pre-recorded. But, I mean, you can, but it's mm -hmm. harder because, as you said, you've got to sort of go back and think. But if something is live, perhaps the engagement's a bit easier. What, what do you think? Yeah, I think it's maybe the engagement isn't there so much for us as podcasters, but more for our listeners. It gives them that facility to chat amongst themselves as like a, a listener community rather than directly to us they can always get us on twitter or facebook later but it gives them that little kind of listener gang how long did you say you've been doing the three legs four wheels podcast now? Uh, we it? had our fifth anniversary about a month ago so are you still enjoying making it very much so definitely it seems to throw something new at us all the time so when we first started doing it it was very much just for other people who we knew really and mm. then as it grew, we, we had never really thought about having like two of the current F1 drivers on our podcast, for example. We never thought that would happen, and it did. Um, and, it, yeah, it's just crazy. It seems to just constantly be bringing us new opportunities, really, and it's very exciting. So a question for everyone, really. Um, are you still enjoying making audio and video in some cases? Very much yes, so, yeah. Very much so, yeah. Yeah, yeah, loving it. Yeah, uh, we've we've got a long list and lots of plans of of where we want to take the the podcast over yeah. the over the coming year or so. So we've we've got some exciting developments we want to to That's get through, and, and some some people that we've got lined up for future episodes that we're just trying to slot them in with gaps. I mean, there's there's a lot of people now that have that have come through the ranks on the Isle of Man through the amateur theatre that are now working mm. professionally in the UK and 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 further further abroad, and uh, getting the opportunity to to speak to those is 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 great. Great. And so where do, you, where do you see it going? I mean, I know you're still very young. I mean, one of the features that we're, we're looking to introduce fairly fairly shortly is a, is a, is a Hall of Fame. Um, and one of those things that that will give us is, is an opportunity to talk to some of the older people that are no longer sort of actively involved in theatre, but will have had a fantastic history of, of theatre over the, max, of the last sort of 30, 40 years. That, you know, ordinarily that kind of stories will be will be lost. Um, my own sort of grandfather. We had he always had a, a great story for for everything. But you know, when when he died, we didn't have them recorded or, or written down anywhere. And those stories are gone, bar what we can kind of remember ourselves. So, having those memories with the, the older generation of, of, of performers recorded and, and held there for you know, forever is, is is a great thing. So that's that's an exciting thing that we're we're, we're looking forward to, to doing, isn't it, in future episodes? Mm -hmm. Jess, do you see the Isle of Man newspapers podcast evolving? Um, yes, I, I mean it's been evolving since the start because um, we started with pilot versions. Just because obviously we're we write we write news, we're not so used to talking mm -hmm. about it. So it has been a steep learning curves along the way, and we because we keep things organic, um, we kind of add things. So, for instance, the the postcards thing uh, that yep. just came out of nowhere, and we've taken that on board, and people really seem to be jumping on board with that so I'm sure a lot of more um, projects like that will happen along the way but we're very much just pacing ourselves getting used to it and yeah, just seeing where it takes us but you're still enjoying doing it yeah oh absolutely yeah definitely I mean it, I I haven't really experienced the the talking side of uh, news but it has been really educational for me and uh, it's just nice to kind of meet with your friends in the office and just discuss what's been happening in the news and have your opinions and have a bit of banter too. Jed, you seem to have quite a lot of arms to your uh, media, um, I don't know, uh, body. Um, what, <laughs> what, what would you, uh, where, where do you see your, your, your uh, podcasts and your platforms going? It's been a learning experience, but what the two Neils touched on there was uh, the historical elements and the, the archive opportunities. And I think anyone out there, exactly what you said there, you know, granddad's stories, mm. if you don't capture them now, they'll slip away. And I'm yeah. just thinking about, I've over the years, I've captured, you know, quite a few um, archive stories, you know, mm. along those lines. And there's an octogenarian that I need to interview this winter. I've got to, you know, and, 
and the thing is if you if you miss that opportunity you know these things are gone aren't they forever so anyone out there you know thinking about podcasts get hold of your you know your nearest dearest and uh, what have you because they, they've got so many tales to tell like an archive isn't it it's so important that because there are so many elements of Manx history and lifestyle and it could be, you know, somebody just down the road mm. who used to have the corner shop and they've got so much in there. Wonderful. Thanks, Jed. Now, um, if you don't mind, we're going to talk now a little bit with the Manx Theatre podcast people. Um, you are in a situation where your podcast, you make it, but then it's hosted by ManxRadio.com. Is that right? That's right, yeah. I spoke to Chris Sully and Alex Brindley about this, and this was what they had to say. We are allowing that platform to be used by the Manx Theatre Podcast, the Manx Wildlife Trust, Reach Out, the mental health charity. These are people who are coming in here, we are training them up on our equipment, and then we're letting them record podcasts, and we are then publishing the podcast on our platform at no cost to them. So we and are helping ones... promote it because oh, we can yes, use exactly, the traditional yeah. platforms we've got online on air to help promote it. So Adam Hodgson uh, from Reach was one of the ones you mentioned, and that's doing really well. Uh, internally, there are some people, obviously, uh, people like Rianne Evans making the, the Netball podcast, mm-hmm. which is going down really well and has been picked up uh, by Netball England uh, using elements of that, which is fantastic. But I would say, sort of picking up where Alex left off, we are really open to ideas. And one of the things, uh, if you read, <laughs> if you've got a bit of light bedtime reading and a sleepless night, check out the report that we wrote for, for Timor, because in there, and I passionately believe this is, and Alex and I passionately believe this is a way forward, we want to open the door to the community. So if people want to do that, if you're, if you're an experienced um, uh, podcaster already, we can help you in some way, I'm sure. If you've got no experience, but it's something that you want to do, come and have a chat to us, because we've got some brilliant facilities. And as Alex said, it will cost you nothing, because we'll host it. So it will cost them nothing. Does that cost us anything? Yeah, but that's coming out of your money, so that's okay. That's that's fine. But no, it's it's. It, I mean, <laughs> there is. We have capacity, if you like. We're we're buying a lump of of audio time of airspace, if you like, online. So no, at the moment we're nowhere near capacity on that. So no, there's there's no direct incurred cost. The, the cost to us are staff time in in. Well, in I, people. I was going to come on to this. Everyone at Manx Radio, particularly since the new schedule has started, and I'm sure before then. Seems really busy to me. I mean, I've been in over half term. Do people who work at Max Radio have time to be training up someone on how to use the desk? And so I think what, what we're trying to do, as Alex said, he alluded to there, what we're trying to do is get people to be as self-proficient as they can. Adam Hodgson from Reach is a great example. Never done it before. Came in with a gem of an idea. We sat, we discussed it. I set him up on his first one. We helped him put it together. Alex then sort of uploaded it. By the time he came in for the second one, and he's planning to come back again in the next week or two to do the third, he is self-sufficient. All he needs to do at that point is say, I'm thinking of coming in on Wednesday at 1 o'clock. Is there a free studio? And we'll book him a studio, and off he goes. So, you know, we get, we can get to that point. Then it is a case just of, yeah, we will check the audio. We're not going to just put up things without randomly hearing them. Are there any podcast concepts that you you would like to see on the Manx Radio website that aren't already there? To be honest, um, it, it's a blank piece of paper, that. Um, I, In the same way we do a lot of our uh, sort of traditional linear programming, we don't kind of turn around and say, this is exactly what we want. We turn to creatives and say, right, we've got this idea. I mean, a lot of this new schedule would turn around to a number of our um, existing producers and actually said, well, I'll tell you what, actually, um, this has been quite a stale schedule for a while. We want to revitalise it. What are your new ideas? So... Um, we we have a number of different areas. We have now a daily news podcast, which uh, comes from update, of course. Um, we have sports podcasts. We have entertainment podcasts. We have Manx podcasts. There's, there's a Manx Gaelic one on there, which we very rarely talk about, Abish Enrique, and that's the runaway success. There are thousands upon thousands of downloads of that. One of the longest-running ones, is it? I, it I is, think. yeah. It's one of the r- longest-running ones, and I believe, you know, anecdotally from talking to people, they use it as a great training ground for learning Manx Gaelic. Um, I'm looking forward to getting more radio drama comedy is another one i'd mm. really like to see more of and we, we obviously have the im1 <clears throat> series four of those up there now and there are plans for more bits and pieces i'd love to see some more comedy but actually talking to your generation obviously your generation now is getting massively involved in 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 politics again and, and, and expressing an opinion and i one again back to that report that done report uh, one of the proposals in there is to engage more with schools and colleges and, and certainly the generation that feels it isn't it doesn't have a voice come to us come to us with ideas if you want to do it. and the great thing about podcasting the, the the absolute huge advantage of podcasting over traditional broadcasting is 
the limits are sort of are far wider. What you can do, what you can experiment with and try are far, far broader than regulated broadcast radio. Alex Brindley and Chris Sully there talking about the opportunities they can provide, Manx Radio can provide, to people who want to make podcasts. Now, Neil Callan and Neil King, you make the Manx Theatre podcast, but it's hosted by manxradio.com. We have total control of what we do. We get used, get access to the studios here whenever we want, really. Yeah, it's, you know, we tend to, because we have jobs, we tend to do it at night. Um, so they're really kind and let us use these uh, studios. We interview a lot of people and then we send it to our producer, Alex Mazotta, who cuts all the bits together. We do the um, linking here as well, don't we, between yeah. us. So then we send all the audio files to him. He puts it all together as a podcast. Then we send it back and then Manx Radio publish it through their website. And has that been useful to you guys? Has it been good? It's been great. Yeah, it has. Yeah. It's been great. I mean, it's it's really sort of in, improved our sound as well. I mean, the first the first few, I mean, well, the first interview you did with me was, was yeah. sat in my car down yeah. outside the sea terminal. <laughs> <laughs> so you kind of a little bit of an echo thing. And we had these little handheld microphones as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, but now we, we, we get into the, into the studio and we got, we're getting our sound levels right. Yeah. And it's it just, yeah, it sounds nice. It sounds much more, more professional. Yeah. And it's so much easier to edit because everything's really level. It's, um, it's, it's been great, really. And would you recommend that then because they're, they're looking to get more people involved in that is that something you'd recommend to other podcasts oh producers? definitely yeah yeah i mean as i said we we have complete control of um of what we do as well um that they, they have no kind of input um you know they don't have any controls in place obviously we have to sign something to say we're not going to swear or insult anyone uh, yeah. but we wouldn't do that anyway <laughs> um so yeah it's been perfect for us really hasn't it yeah it's, yeah. Been, it's, it's been great you know so yeah and i'd wholeheartedly recommend anyone else to, to come along and do that as long as they're not taking up a studio on a night when we want to yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, other people who make podcasts here i mean jesse might be a bit different for you i don't know um jed is that something you'd be interested in working with with the radio station on a podcast oh, i'd love to i'd love to go into uh politics though on the isle of man for that i think that'd be a great forum and invite some interesting people in i was going to bring this up um jed you, you mentioned politics there you're it would be fair to say i think quite politically active on on social media on twitter but that doesn't seem to come across in the the podcast that you do at the minute would, would you say it's a it's a fine balance really uh i can't mix the two you know the the golf tourism and, and what have you um i think really to engage politically is a more serious uh, platform and let's face it there are so many people out there it'd be great to bring them in get them away from the keyboards and and you know spilling the beans on what the feelings are so you so you'd consider doing something a bit more political then? Oh, absolutely! Yeah, I absolutely adore Manx politics. It's fascinating. Some uh, we're we're nearing the end of our time together. So thanks very much, everyone, for for joining us today. Um, do you? I mean, all the podcasts that we have represented today, and pretty much most podcasts seem to be on specific top topics. Okay, that might be a bit of a generalisation. Do you feel like from doing the podcast, you've learned more about your topic? theatre podcast for example yeah and, and definitely more more about the, the people involved and certainly we're talking to the the, the directors and, and things like that you find a bit, a bit more about the, the process and things behind it. i mean <clears throat> one of the sections that we have on our podcast is a getting to know you section um and we have six seven i think it's growing up to about eight questions that we yeah. ask every person that we interview so it's all about their their favorite role and the most recent role the one that they were born to play the one that they most um, identify with, but also that our, our favourite one is one of the last ones, which is our gender swap. So if they could play any part of the opposite gender, and what would it be? So we get some some interesting answers out of yeah. that. What would yours be for that one? Um, I, I ooh, what did I say? You, well, you've been one? interviewed, haven't you? Yes, the first interview. Yes, so what did you oh, say? I'm sorry, yeah. I should have. Known. You know, it was it was a question that was that was very difficult to answer because I said to Neil in the in the podcast, you know, you go along to a show, and I certainly like to find shows and, and, and songs that I that I can sing so you tend to look at the, the lead role of that one or that one but you never really look at the female roles and go oh no there's a role I'd like to play so I had to th- th- think long and hard and um, I think eventually the, the one that I came out with was Mrs Lovett from from Sweeney Todd because oh. <laughs> she was a real a real character there's a real sort of arc to her character a little bit wicked a little bit crazy and um, yeah some some great songs in there as well <laughs> Neil do you, do you have an answer to that question uh, Miss Hannigan from Annie every time yeah, <laughs> I think I would love to play Miss Trunchbull from Matilda. Oh, yes. That would be. Yeah, that'd be good. I think does yeah, that Miss count? Trunchbull's been picked. Well, because it's normally played by a man, isn't yeah, it? Does that so... not count? Oh God, I'd have to have another little think there. Jess, do you think you've learned more? I know your topic seems it's probably a bit wider yeah. than. Yeah. But um, do you feel like you've you've learned from doing the podcast? 
absolutely um like like i said before i mean i i'm used to writing all the time i'm mm. not so used to speaking and uh i'm also learning th- things from our readership as well what what they engage with um and for instance it's quite crazy but uh we we uh, ran a story about a pink seagull being spotted in the north of the island. <laughs> and we said, well, if anybody can spot it, then please get in touch. And we learned that that really worked well because somebody actually did manage oh, to yeah. spot the, the seagull. So, um, yeah, it's just um, yeah, it's just very much been an experimental kind of journey, um, which I've really enjoyed. Great. Uh, Jed, have you, have you learned stuff, would you say? Oh, gosh, yeah. Yeah, you've got to do your research, but think about the content and keep it short if necessary. Yeah. Mm. So so we're, we're seeing people have learned stuff in terms of content and also in terms of the process. It's all it's all quite interesting. Um, Sean, have you learned and has the, the team at Three Legs, Four Wheels learned stuff with in terms of Formula One? I know you're probably already a big fan before. Yeah, doing I, think, I think going in, we were all very much race fans like we we followed what was going on on track more than anything um through going to a few different events we met a guy called craig scarborough who is like an f1 technical expert and he came on as a guest and taught us everything about downforce and aerodynamics and weird bits of how you put a car together that none of us would ever have been able to get our heads around on our own so we've learned a lot about that and the business of formula one but also as well, technically when they started, I was the only one with a media background. So a lot of the, mm-hmm. the editing and that kind of thing fell to me, but they've all kind of caught up really. Yeah. So it's kind of a, a sharing of skills maybe. <laughs> right, well, thank you very much everyone for joining us today. Um, well, let's go down the line. If people have enjoyed listening to you talking about your podcast, which I hope they will have, um, how, how can they listen to it? Uh, Sean, we'll start with you this time. Um, you, we are on pretty much all the major podcast platforms. Uh, I think we're on Spotify, Apple, um, our own website, Three Legs, Four Wheels, three as a number, four as a number, uh, .com. You can download it directly from there. There's links on our Facebook page, on our Twitter page. It's everywhere, really, Any, anywhere you fancy. Jed? Uh, Twitter, Jed Power, uh, lots of Isle of Man stuff there, but I've got a YouTube channel for Isle of Man Golf Holidays and Power Wheels, so there's a lot of content there as well. Uh, Jess, Isle of Man Newspapers? Yes, so you can um, get in touch with us on Twitter or Instagram at IOM News Podcast. Um, either that or you can, we, we like to stay traditional being a newspaper, you could also send letters into uh, our address, which is European House at Isle of Man Newspapers. Um, that's on Peelbrood and Douglas. And that's the address for postcards as well, I presume. Yeah, absolutely. We like to encourage that as much as possible. <laughs> we'll send you a postcard from Perspective. Oh, that would be we? awesome. Yeah. Yes. We'll, we'll do that. We'll do that. And um, Neil and Neil? Yeah, well, the, our first protocol is the Manx Radio website, so you can, you can listen through there. We're also on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, all Google the usual podcasts. places, really, yeah. yeah. And our sister... Um, podcast supergroups on there as well and don't forget if you enjoy listening to perspective on manx radio we are also available as a podcast each week available on spotify apple google podcasts and via manxradio.com Dolan will be back next week thanks for listening take care